Peter and the Starcatcher, a play by Rick Ellis, based on the novel by Dave Barry and Ridley Pearson, presented by Kids Connection Shoreline Theater Academy. Prologue, a bare stage. A company of men enters with a purpose, the boy in the middle. When I was a boy, I wished I could fly. Me too. So did I. Out the window and over the trees. Like the cloud in lighter than air. And loop the loop and up to the stars. I dreamed about flying all the time. What? Girls dream? Up to the stars. I like that. Me too. Eventually, of course, we dream other dreams. We change. We grow up. It always happens. Nothing is forever. That's the rule. Everything ends. And so our story begins. Supposing all these planks and ropes are now the British Empire. And we are lords. And captains. Mothers. Orphans. Sailors. Pirates. Tropical kings. And use your thoughts to hoist the sails and deck the ships awaiting us this early grey and misty dawn in 1885. A crucial year in the reign of Her Majesty Queen Victoria. God save her! Who by her grace had only just knighted a new peer of the realm. Lord Leonard Astor. Dedicated minister to the queen and devoted father. Molly Astor, whose mother flew up to heaven when Molly was only six years old. In the years that followed, a nanny was employed to care for Molly and provided her with the essentials of young womanhood. While taking her with him on every royal mission, Lord Astor gave Molly a life you girls would normally know. Life that made her insatiably curious, insufferably bright, and pretty much friendless at school. Friendless? Ha! Huh. Friendless? You mean like... Leave me alone! Orphans, most useless creatures on earth. Look at them! Cast out by mothers who can't feed them or love them. As much as I hate to lose you, Mule, and you, and you, I won't stand in the way of opportunity. Here's to your trip on a ship. What ship? What trip? Sorry, I'm lost. Me too. Boys! We're lost! Boys! And so it was on the brink of a new adventure. That three filthy orphans. And Lord Leonard Astor. His friendless Molly. Her nanny, Mrs. Bumbrick, journeyed at the dawn to the docks of Portsmouth. Where two trunks delivered two ships, sailing the very same dock. Two trunks deliberately similar to each other in their trunkness. One of them containing precious cargo belonging to the Queen. 
to be accompanied by Leonard Astor aboard one of the ships, a spanking you forget. Commanded by Leonard's old school chum, the legendary Robert Falcon Scott, captain of the Wasp, fastest ship afloat, bound for the remote kingdom of Rondune. And the other trunk, full of sand, courtesy of me, Bill Slank, captain of this other ship, the Neverland. The Neverland, a slower ship. And long in the poop. A merchant ship, taking a longer route to Rodune, just to be safe. And while nobody's looking, I'll just mark the queen's trunk, the one supposed to go on the wasp. Then at the last sec, all ashore who's going ashore, I'll switch them. Get this trunk on the Neverland, you garbage. And I'll sell these boys into slavery. Cheer up, you lads. You'll have to run down to be helpers to the king. Food for snakes, more like. Greater boys, coming aboard. Make your courses, say your goodbyes. Bye to who? There's nobody who cares. Which is why I hate, I hate, I hate grown-ups. Store your cargo! Start your play! Adieu! Adieu! Scene one. The Neverland. On deck. Slank cracks his whip and the sailors scurry. Throw that trunk in my cabin, you salt junkies. There's wind in the foretops. There's boys in the hold. To me, away. To me, away. Hi-ho. Swabbers to the manacle. Oh, the foretop will swell. The boys will be sold. Or it's down, or it's down we go. Drub the hemp and jigger the futtocks. Or it's down, or it's down, we go. With everything safely aboard, the final preparations are made for the deck of the Neverland. Call the hands to man the capstan. Round the cable down the chrome. Heave away and say goodbye, boys. Far from England, far from home. A squadron of British Navy and seamen in bright, smart uniforms towards the Neverland. Led by one Lieutenant Gregors, ready to accompany Lord Leonard Astor to Her Majesty's vessel, the Wasp. Captain, Scott's compliments your lordship, but could you join him aboard the Wasp as soon as possible? A moment, Captain Slank. Here, your lordship. I'm taking the queen's treasure to run Dune aboard the wasp, but I leave a more precious cargo here on the Neverland. Guard her well. Mrs. Brumbrake, bring her to me. Molly, my Molly. Please let me come with you. I don't like it on this ship. You're safer here on the Neverland. By the time you arrive in Rundun, I'll have completed my mission and we'll be together again. Look, Daddy! The cart! The ship's cart! A lucky sign! Here, puss, puss. Molly, careful. It's all right, Daddy. Him's a sweet little puss, isn't him? 
Oh, Molly loves all God's little creatures. Daddy, I know you don't need my help in Rundoon, but I've got to start pulling my weight sometime. You're all grown up, aren't you? I am, Daddy. Courage now, promise? Promise. Oh, dear. Just then, the crate of boys burst open. One of the boys almost falls out. Hanging upside down just over Molly's head. He stares at her. She stares at him. He has an air about him. The look of a boy who doesn't miss much or say much about it. Back in the box, you monkeys. Something about the boy makes Molly feel like she just grew up a little. Doctor, a word. There isn't any treasure in the Queen's trunk. And what is in it has to be destroyed by order of Her Majesty Queen Victoria. God save her. God save her? I'll have to move quickly before the King of Rundun even knows I'm there. But how are you going to destroy it? Can you keep a secret? I can. He can. Click. Bleep. Quah. Die. Click. Bleep. Quah. I think you mean. They're speaking in Dodo, a language only known to, well, Dodos, and a handful of very special humans. Dodo, a fat, clumsy bird, hence the Latin name, Didus ineptus. Known for its greedy appetite, slothful pace, and sense of entitlement, the Dodo was fearless of people and faced no real competition. An eerie mirror of the British Empire at its colonial zenith. Of course, those same traits were responsible for the Dodo's extinction. An eerie mirror of the British Empire after its colonial zenith. But thereby hangs another tale. Don't ever take this off or let anyone else touch it. You know what's in this amulet, Molly, and you know how to use it if you're ever in trouble. But what if something happens to you? You need me on the wasp. Too dangerous. I won't have it. I want to be part of the mission. If you can't be British, you can go straight home and back to school, young lady. Miss Bumblake. No, don't send me home, please. I'll be good, I promise. Shut it, Molly, blubbering like a whale when the world's your oyster. Be a woman. Yes, Nana. As soon as I'm done in Rundoon, we'll take a few weeks in the anthropods, scare us up some rare bird eggs. Hmm? Yes, I'll even teach you how to speak process. Yes, Daddy. There's my little star catcher. 
Just an apprentice. If I was Starcatcher, I'd be on the wasp with you. Slank used the word Starcatcher. <clears throat> but a cannon is fired from the deck of the wasp. Patience, daughter. Keep a keen eye. Miss Bumbrake. Don't you worry, my lord. We'll be British to the bone. We'll meet again in Rundoon. Godspeed. Off you go, your lordship. TTFN. Comfy, are we? That's nice. Now. Alf, where are you, you good-for-nothing bucket of scum? Here! Lock these two in their cabin for safekeeping. I'm taking no chances. Away from Jester! I don't fancy no dainty daughters roaming my deck. Now hop it. With pleasure. The cabin could smell no worse than you. We have to kitty with us. Steer clear of the pussy pet. Rip your hand clean off. Say the word, madame. I might let you out later for a pomerade. Don't trouble yourself, I'm sure. Come along, my girl. All right, ma'am. I'll see you safely, dude. Thank you, kind sir. No, thank you, kind lady. As a breeze as the sea, yours is almost as wavy. Take me below, sir. Lock the silly cow in the junior suite. What are you sniggering at, you pickaroons? Put that trunk in my cabin. Furrow the jib and let fly the framistan or you'll curse the day you were born. On to Rundoon, you fungus. There's preferable to made in Rundoon. Theme two, Molly's cabin. Molly and Mrs. Bumbrake are crammed tightly in the junior suite, a very tiny cabin. The lonely sound of a fiddle wafts by. Oh, first class ain't what it used to be. Of course, back in my salad days, I was a green girl, bringing up the brats in the big, breezy brownstones in Bington, Brighton. That was a tight spot, too. And hell, the household's help. Especially the kitchen boy. A lovely island lad who cooked a cunning kennel only. Plus a pasta fazool to make you drool. But oh, I made the master mad how the mistress moaned for his manicotti. He beat that boy something brutal. But the boy didn't say boo. Point is... We must button our beaks and be brave like that boy, or my name's not Betty Bumbrick. Now you might as well be afraid you'll never clap eyes on your father again, and it cuts me to the core. But never show your sorry slank the slightest sniff of fear. These are men who can smell it on you, Molly. They make you pay. That's a <laughs> stupid example if you're going to cry halfway through. Be a woman. Situated, Miss. Mrs. Bumbrake, Mrs. Sorry to hear that. I was at once. Dreadful business. Mr. Bumbrake fell off the twig two years ago. Left to be widowed at Fort. 
Thirty. Our food? I'm awfully hungry. This ain't for no ladies. This is for the pigs at the other end. Pigs? Really? May I help you feed them? My Molly loves all God's little creatures, you know. Not these creatures, you don't. But don't despair. Cook's laying up something yummy. Meat in the gallery. I'll start to eat when it's up. Nothing too rich, pray. We girls must watch our waistlines. Been thinking about getting in shape myself. Round is a shape. Sorry. So true. You're quite the specimen. Nay, I have flabby thighs. But fortunately, my stomachs cover them. Best be off. Divin. He's rough, but he's ready, that elf. He smelt like smelt. True, but there's a whiff of Kiro in him. Mark my words. Left the cabin door ajar. Could I follow him and feed the piggies? May I, Nana, please? Molly, come back here! Don't make me come after you. Oh, dear. Best bring back a bucket before Betty Bumbreak blows her bloomin' breakfast! Scene three. Barrels of the ship. Careful not to be seen, Molly follows Alf down the dim and damp gangways, passing Mac and another sailor. Come on up for some poker, Alf. Slang put me on big duty, that bastard. Going down to the village to feed the swine. God save her. Eternal Father, strong to save. Those arm doth bind the relentless slave. Who's biddest the... I said port, you idiot. Port. Which way is port? The right, the right. Left, you fool. Gimme his left. A nice big P to help you remember. Pigs! Where's the pigs? Scene four. Bilge dungeon. Three filthy urchins, the boys from the crate, huddled together. Molly slips in behind Alf and stays hidden by the door. It ain't the three little piggies. Got your sea legs. Oh, thank you. Get us out of here. Hungry. Please. Help? Oi! Excuse me, sir. Quick question for the captain. What are you? Piggy spokesman? I'm the leader. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest. Now I say pipe down. But we're hungry. If it, it's your lucky day, then, ain't it? Finally. You'll uh, want to swallow that down quickly. Uh, Burden uppity. Any good? Um. Ew! It's worms! It's worms? 
I won't eat that. Please. Is there a vegetarian alternative? In my day, pigs weren't quite so particular. Don't hog it all. Gimme. You said you wouldn't eat it. You, wait. What are you doing? You'll get us a beating. Belay that, you. I'm called Mister on this vessel. A mark of respect for a lifetime of seafaring. Never mind him. He's got a real problem with authority. Ha! So do I. I know Worms is a rough fiddle, boys, but they'll grease the pipes till we sit you down in Radoon. Question, mister. One. Do we have to stay down here in the dark? Till Slank hand you off to King Zorboff. Is the king nice to his helpers? Uh, that's true. I got a sick feeling about this, but I'll think of something. No. Ah! In my experience, boys are sadly slow thinkers. What are you? I'm a girl. No way. We saw a girl once. The headmaster's daughter. It was nothing like you. It was all... Ah, gonna get you. Who's the leader here? Who wants to know? Molly Aster. Dr. Pretorius back home says I have an extraordinarily high level of brain power. You're so smart. How come you're stuck on this dirt bucket? I'm not stuck. I'm going to meet my father in Rundoon. He has important things to do. We have important things to do. No, we don't. I'm the leader, and I say we got some things. He's not the leader. You. You. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 13. I'm 13. Wait, I just remembered. Today's my birthday. I'm 15. If you were 13, and today's your birthday, we'd be 14. We only celebrate odd-numbered birthdays. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm still the leader. The leader has to be a boy. Hey, up hard into the ship, we get served proper food. I can lead you there. Which would make me the leader? Proper food? Really? Just tell me your names. Why should we? Only thought if you have names. They serve you meat. Ted, I'm Ted. But I call him Tubby because he's food obsessed. I'm not food obsessed. Do you write poems about pie? To pass the time. Pie beans in your blanket. It's a blood sugar thing. They at the merest whisper of, get this, sticky pudding. 
Sticky pudding is so good. Like I said, food obsessed. I'm princess. I'm in charge here. Notice, Ted. The more you claim leadership, the more it eludes you. Oh, snap. And what are you, boy? Leave me alone. Sorry. Don't take it personally. He's rude to everybody. That's why he gets beatings. And why he has no friends. Go on, tell you your name, why don't you? <laughs> What's so funny? Thanks, Ted. He doesn't have a name. He's been an orphan too long to remember. Grimlin calls him Mule. Go on, you and your stupid names to follow some stupid girl. Like we need your permission, friendless. Doesn't course anymore to be nice, charmless. What about the food? You can be like temporary leader, but only until we eat. A warning, boy. I should expose you utterly. As no one had ever shown the slightest interest in him before, the boy's eyes sparkled at the lure of competition and wiped some misery from his face. Right. Follow me. Right, follow mother. Molly. Right, Molly. The boy may have wished to be alone, but he didn't really mean it. The sparkle in his eyes fades, and the strange sounds in the dark make him remember. The orphanage make him think about. Where's that mule? Here, sir. You're all shades of nasty. Uh, oh, Mula, look at this filth. Don't hit me, sir. Cesspit's dirty work. A Mula is afraid of his own shadow. Be a man. Thank you, Mr. Grumpkin. Uncover yourself. Disgrace to that mother that left you. Oh, the wings. The wings of the dove. You watch, or you're next. Far away would I roll Oh, for the wings, for the wings of a dove Far away, far away You watch far your neck Far away would I roll At the mention of a mother, the boy heard a whiff of a song he could barely remember And saw a shadow of a home he might have Father and son Mother and child. And even with so little ground for hope. Still, he believed. Despite his distracting sorrow. That one day a home would be his. Home. Orphan rule number one. Life is meant to be horrible. Rule number two. There are no orphans in heaven. Rule number three. Mrs. Grimkin's ugly! Anyone who laughs is dead! Mother? Mother? Come on, you! Last chance, we asked us do not to leave boys behind. Scene 5. The Wasp. Captain's Cabin. 
Crammed in a doorway are Asta Gregors and the seamen. We shift our attention now to the other ship, barreling due south at brisk 12 knots. That fine British frigate. The Wasp! Where Molly's father, Lord Astor, has been ushered roughly below deck. Captain Scott's captain, your lordship. Do you go in? Awfully cramped in here for captain's quarters. No, frills on a frigate, says Sanchez. Oh, the dog. There's a good fellow. Where's the captain, Lieutenant? I know, I told a lie. Unthinkable. British never lie. Well, pirates do, don't we, boys? I demand to see Captain Scott. Why didn't you say so? Presto Scotto. What, Robbie? How dare you, sir, release this man? I'll take the key to that treasure chest of yours. You'll have to kill me first. We were gonna do that second, but I'm flexible. Achoo! He's coming aft. In a nasty mood. A foul and nasty mood. What are you playing at? Pirates, sir. The wasp is now a pirate ship. The British cruise chain below. There hasn't been no virus in these parts for a hundred years. We've been keeping a very low profile. And you're the captain, I suppose? I, sir? I, sir. You, sir? No, sir. Not Smee, sir. Smee, sir? That's me, sir. But no captain, I, sir. You lie, sir. Oh, no, sir. The devil himself is in charge here, though. The devil, you say? The Prince of Darkness, a superior supervisor, hell and master, And how would one identify him in the crowd? By his legendary cookie duster, that's how. Whiskers? By his celebrated mouth brow, that's how. Well, does he have a name? The Pirate Captain. Black stash. Hello! Oh, to be in England now that April's there, but whoever's not in England gets to see my facial hair. Now, you're likely wondering, can a fellow before you be entirely evil? Can no compassion increase this furrowed brew? Brow. Brow. Well, fret not, Monfrier. I ain't flung romantic. There's a poet in his pirate veins, so I plug into the news. But what to do? Which style to use? Iambic? Box office poison? Haiku? Samurai? Don't think so? Mind the cuticle, Smee? Hoopah! Got it! A pirate with scars of marsh wants the key to the trunk with the cash. Now here's some advice that would seem to be nice. I'll cut you, slit you up one side and down the other, so you can watch your stomach flip around on the deck. I say, Smee, you did explain to my lord I'm a bloodthirsty outlaw. Aye, Captain, but he still wouldn't give up the key. 
Well, we haven't got all night, Smee. People have paid for nannies and parking. Stand aside, I'll have to do it myself. Or I'm not, I'm not, what am I? They refer, of course, to this. The trademark nose brush of every man, woman, and child in your family, dating right back to the amoeba. Yet for us, the face foliage has been so much more than a lawn on the lips, sir. Tis what we are and why we are it. And when everyone else got out of the pirate business, the stash stuck it out, knowing one day my ship would come in. This is that day. This is that ship. Now cough up the key, my lord. Not the chance, you thug. Why is this me lord's coach of holding? Looks to be about your size, Captain. Well, what is the well-dressed thug wearing this season? So calm you felt, Captain. So very calm you felt. I say, Smee. What is it the men call me? Nancy, sir. No, the other thing. Ruthless, sir. Ruthless? Heartless and peerless. Guilty as charged. Now, give us the key. Never. Playing games is for children, Lord Asta. And I hate, I hate, I hate children. Bring it in, Gomez. It's Sanchez, sir. Just bring it in. Thanks, Hebisher. The Wasp is my ship now, and everything aboard her belongs to me. Including the treasure Victoria thinks no one knows about, silly old queen. God save her. Queen. God save her. Victoria. God save her. Banana. God save... Oopsie. Here's two things. When I open this swag, I'll be the single most significant pirate in the world. The solar system, or other places yet to be discovered anywhere in the universe. The only thing... The second thing is a dilemma. A lot... Playing games is for children, Lord Aster. And I hate, I hate, I HATE children! Bring it in, Gomez. It's Sanchez, sir. Just bring it in. Thanks, episode. The Wasp is my ship now, and everything aboard her belongs to me. Including the treasure Victoria thinks no one knows about. Silly old queen. God save her. Queen. God save her. Victoria. God save her. Banana. God save Whoopsie. Here's two things. When I open the swag, I'll be the single most significant pirate in the world. The solar system or other places yet to be discovered, anywhere in the universe. That's only one thing. The second thing is a dilemma, a large one, the Cadillac Escalade of dilemmas. In point of fact, for a little bird tells me that your darling daughter is sailing to Rendoon on the safer southern route aboard the naval nerd. The Neville answer. Huh? The Neville answer. Same letters, naval, nerd, neverland. It was close. It was pretty darn close. Splitting rabbits, really? Hair, sir. Splitting hairs, that too. Oh, oh, just a sec. I know you love your molly above rubies. 
What say you to a quick detour? We pluck her off the Neverland and you can watch her die, unless you're feeling a weensy bit more amenable. Love you, Locket, but what is in your pocket? Oh, allow me. Done and dusted. Kippers and custard. Here's the keys, boys. <laughs>